Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Twins game late innings as Jim and I are speaking in the morning, so we won't talk too much about Game 3 matchup, uh, Sonny Gray and Christian Javier today. And actually, Jim, before we get to the Twins, big news breaking this morning that Justin Jefferson is likely headed to the injured reserve. Yes, uh, just a horrific start to the season here. Uh, one and four, playing an improving Bears team, then the 49ers, then the Packers. Things can be over before they even get started here. Jefferson going on the IR means you just, means a minimum of four weeks. Um, man, it's, you know, I was telling everybody after they started 0 3, hey, it's not over, but they're pretty close to having it be over now. They lose this weekend in Chicago, or they'll have to take a really hard look at, at just, throwing away the season and starting to gear up for next year. Uh, it's amazing it's happened this quickly. Yeah, less than a field goal favorite in Chicago. And that's been a house of horrors in the past, even when the Vikings have been healthy and facing some third-string quarterback at times. Yes. I mean, the 2009 Vikings lost in Chicago. Uh, we've seen Randy Moss teams lose in Chicago. It's just a, it's a bad surface. It's a, it's a tough place to play. Uh, it's a team that plays a different style than the Vikings. Um, for some reason, they just have trouble down there. The Bears are a bad team, but they've played much better offensively the last two weeks. They seem to have some life, and the Vikings are not a good team right now. Yeah, Justin Fields, I think, has thrown eight touchdowns in the last two weeks, and D.J. Yep. Moore is a legitimate number one wide receiver. Uh, so, you know, they do kind of look good. They're going in the opposite direction as the Vikings right now. They do, and I thought they would take a leap this year, and then they started off just looking terrible early in the year. Now they're looking like the team I kind of expected them to be this year, which is at least with Fields having some options, some weapons, uh, and being able to unleash some of his talents. He is a remarkably talented player. Mm-hmm. I thought the defense would at least be a little bit better. Maybe it is now. Um, you know, I mean, there's so much random weirdness going on in the NFL. You never know what to put, what to put stock in. But it's not an easy matchup. Let's put it this way. You would have hoped that the Vikings would have an easy landing spot at this point, but it doesn't look like it's going to be an easy game. Time for Jordan Addison to step up. Rookie has to basically become the number one uh, for the Vikings offense. He's, he's got the talent to do it. Yes. Uh, if there's a, any silver lining in this, it's that uh, Addison seems prepared to be a very productive NFL receiver. Uh, and uh, so I, I think they need Addison to play a major role in the passing offense. I need Hawkinson to be better than he has been. He has missed a lot of borderline catches. He has, um, you know, he batted a ball up in the air that turned into an interception that cost him the Chargers game. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he had a big fumble in the Buccaneers game that kind of sent that game in the wrong direction. You can argue that if Hawkinson had played better, they'd be, you know, four and one instead of one and four right now. Oh boy, yeah, that's quite a bit too. But when you're the highest paid tight end in the game, uh, you know more is expected of you. And and I agree, it's it's been a, a tough start on the season for him as well. And and uh, while Cousins has been good piling up numbers, at the same time he's made certain plays toward the end of games that haven't helped either. Yeah, I, I thought that he played really well the first three weeks. Um, I thought he played well enough in Carolina. Um, you know, they, they had the clock problems at the end of the Chargers game. I thought he actually played well against the Chargers. I think this week, the thing is, I can't say he played great uh, against uh, the Chiefs because he threw a lot of passes that were high. He admitted that, that he was a little off in his, but they also didn't help him. I mean, again, the Madison drop, three Hawkinson drops, a Jefferson drop. I mean, drop passes are really important. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've, you've gotten your blocking, you've gotten the ball out on time, you've gotten it to a receiver, you've gotten you know, first down or quality yardage, 
that sets you up to, to continue your drive. He dropped this. They're almost like turnovers. Yeah, it really was, especially the one at Madison this last week. I can't keep. Yep. St- I can't stop seeing that one in my mind. Uh, almost seeing that as much as the Darren Nelson drop at the goal line back in the day for the Vikings when they lost to Washington yeah. in in the postseason. Uh, so he he needs to step up. Here we are. Uh, the talk as soon as Aaron Rodgers was injured uh, began shortly after that the Jets should trade for Kirk Cousins. The Vikings appear to not have interest in him beyond uh, this season. And you know you're not ready to throw in the season three or four weeks in. But gosh, spin it forward two more weeks. The Vikings. Vikings maybe are one and six after that Niners game. What happens then? And is it how easy is it to trade a, a quarterback in the middle of a season? I don't remember that happening except for maybe a backup as an injury fill-in. And that, that's why I push back on this idea: uh, is that you know, on the surface and uh, at talk radio levels and mm-hmm. ESPN, you know, having to fill twenty-four hours of content. Does it make sense to talk about Kirk Cousins going to the Jets? Mm-hmm. It's fun, right? It's fun. It's obvious. It's easy. Here's the here's the hard part. You're telling me that the Jets, who are incredibly heavily invested in Aaron Rodgers, are now going to trade more assets for a quarterback to come in, learn their entire system midseason, win immediately, and win at a high enough level that they actually feel like they can make a playoff run. You don't trade away big assets to, for somebody to squeak you into the playoffs so you can lose in the wild card round. If you're trading for somebody, you're hoping that they're going to actually take you on a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to give up more assets at the quarterback position, bring in somebody for two months, basically, have them perform miracles, and you're asking the person, and the person you expect to do that is somebody without a postseason resume. I just don't, it, 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 you know, at first glance it makes a lot of sense, and then second glance you go, does that really make sense? No, it doesn't. I don't see the Jets. Is there a suitor, potentially? I mean, like you said, it would have to be a team that's in contention, fighting uh, for a playoff spot, that thinks that maybe they can help Cousins. You know, just looking at the standings, I kind of look, you know, know, who knows? I don't know what if there's a team out there. Is there even a market? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it just doesn't. The Jets are the only team, just because they're all in on this season, or at least they said they were all in on this season. The Jets are the only team that even makes quasi-sense. I don't see it. And here's the, here's the problem. Okay, a really good team without a quarterback. Well, do those teams exist? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jets are the obvious team because they went out and got Rodgers. Uh, is there another team that's in contention that thinks a quarterback would put them over the top? Um, I don't know. I, just, I, I have one. And, 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 and Cousins have, is a major upgrade over what they have now. I have one idea. Uh, and I, and I, I haven't heard this, but I've just kind of been thinking, what about the Atlanta Falcons? I don't know that they're all in. They've got a second-round rookie, at quarterback. They're 3-2, and two, look to be a little better than people thought, and then they're still not committed if they decide to go back to their young quarterback after the season. What about the Falcons? Uh, uh, Ritter played probably his best game of the year this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And they're 3-2 and two with Ritter and kind of playing a hybrid, weird offense where he runs around and makes plays, and mm-hmm. they have a bunch of different people who are like, you know, Kyle Pitts is a tight end who's almost a running back, and Bajan Robinson's a running back who's almost a receiver. You know, does Cousins come in and run a conventional offense with that group and yeah. elevate them? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and, and you know, the quarterback has to understand everybody's position. You yep. know, so if you're bringing in, you lose your backup. Uh, you bring in a backup, he's got a couple of weeks to get up to speed or something like that. And, and, uh, but to come in midseason and take over a team that might be contending is a big ask. The other, and the other thing here is, Kirk Cousins also has no trade law, so yeah. he'd have to want to do that. Cousins seems really invested and settled here, mm-hmm. uh, and he's already been through the 
hey, come in and make us better, you know, and have all the pressure on his shoulders. Does he want to go play in Atlanta for two months? Probably uh, not. You know, take his kids out of school. I mean, he just, it, it, again, it's an easy topic. It's a hard thing to pull off. Yeah, that's for sure. And not just uh, for the front offices, but for the, the players as well. I mean, would the Vikings really want to deal? I mean, what would you get? A fourth round pick? Maybe a couple of mid round picks? I mean, something like that? The reason to make the trade would be that you get enough assets back that you can move up in the draft and have a shot at a replacement quarterback. Uh, if you're, you know, you wouldn't do it for a fourth round pick. No, you'd want something. You'd want a second round pick or or first round pick. And I don't. Again, is the team going to give up that for this? Yeah, yeah. is that coming? Uh, there is. They are saying it's going to be quite a deep class this year for quality quarterbacks. Yeah. So I would think clearly the Vikings will be in the market this next year at the draft. Uh, it looks like it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the uh, twins. Uh, wow, we should probably shouldn't talk the twins since this is playing just about as uh, that game uh, is ending. Timberwolves are back from Abu Dhabi, uh, and they looked really good. They blew Dallas out twice. I know it's preseason, but they seem to be getting on the same page early on. They do. I, I think the two things that jumped out at me are Carl Anthony Towns a year after being sick all training camp, losing twenty pounds, looking like he just wasn't an athlete. He looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. He looks big and buffed, and he's shooting the three-pointer with ease. He's enthusiastic. He looks great. That's a big development. The other thing, Shake Milton looks like a major upgraded backup point guard. A guy who can defend, who can pass, who can shoot the three. Uh, so to, to me, those are the things that jumped out at me. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.